the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Bruce Hooley Show on the Answer Network, 98.9 Columbus, 94.5 Dayton. Send me an email, Bruce at SalemMedia.com, Bruce at SalemMedia.com, or number 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. I'd be curious to know, is June an uncomfortable for month for you at work because it's Pride Month? Maybe there are celebrations you can't really not go, you got to sit it out. Encouraged to put your pronouns on your email signature if you don't. Hey, you know, you haven't put your pronouns on your email signature yet. You got a good job. You've had it for a long time. Retirement's mm, three, four, five years away. Maybe more. You don't really want to change jobs. You've been there 10 years. You're not close to retirement, but you got a lot invested. But tugging on your heart is the nagging concern that going along betrays who you are and what you stand for. Uh, This dilemma bit five players on the Tampa Bay Rays over the weekend. As it is Gay Pride Month, the organization unveiled uniform accoutrements that would pay homage to the LGBTQIA plus movement. They put the Tampa Bay logo on the hat and a logo that's on the arm sleeve of the uniform They depicted them on Gay Pride Night in the rainbow flag, which is, of course, the symbol of the Gay Pride movement. And five players on the Rays, five courageous players on the Rays, said, you know what? We don't want to glorify this. And so we're going to wear our regular Tampa Bay Rays cap, and we're going to peel that rainbow sticker off of our arm. The five players are named Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson. Adam was selected to speak for the players to explain why they would not wear the rainbow symbols. Now, this has been a thing for a long, long time. Uh, Years ago, maybe five years ago, I was close to employment with a sports team. And the conversation came up about, what are you going to do on Gay Pride Night? And I was like, well, that's a problem, because I'm not going to participate, and I'm not going to glorify it. These Tampa Bay Rays pitchers are right where I was. Here is what Jason Adam had to say, explaining their actions. A lot of it comes down to faith, to like a faith-based decision. So it's a hard decision. Because ultimately, we all said what we want is them to know that they are welcome and loved here. He's talking about 
gay people. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle that maybe, not that they look down on anybody or think differently, it's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior. Just like he encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside of the confines of marriage. It's no different. It's not judgmental. It's not looking down. It's just what we believe the lifestyle he's encouraged us to live for our good, not to withhold. But again, we love these men and women. We care about them, and we want them to feel safe and welcome here. Pretty benign, pretty kind, pretty eloquent, I think. Uh, and you might, ex- as as you might expect, it landed like a lead balloon with many, including one of their teammates, Kevin Kiermaier, who said, it's one of those things, my parents taught me to love everyone as they are. Go live your life. Whatever your preferences are, go be you. Mm. This is a common pushback. I just want you to be happy. Just do whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy is good. I want you to be happy. Well, It's important to know that people who want you to be happy often want you to be happy because they don't want you to bother them when you're unhappy, right? They don't want to hear tough things like, hey, maybe the lifestyle that you're engaged in is damaging for you. And this is at the epitome of the explanation from Jason Adam saying that, look, we're called to live a certain way and that. It's not looking down. It's just what we believe the lifestyle he's encouraged us to live for our good. Okay. So this is a point that we who live a life of faith need to be much better at making. In that our objection to the cultural tides of today, be it critical race theory, social emotional learning, the... LGBTQIA plus initiative in schools, whatever it is, is not or should not be, should not be grounded in disdain or disapproval for the person, but should be grounded in genuine concern for the person engaged in a lifestyle that is damaging to them. Now you can say, if you're in that lifestyle, well, it's my choice and I don't disagree. It is your choice. What I'm saying, and what other people, like Jason Adam, the pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays, are saying is, you've made a choice that's not good for you. It's not the best for you. Somebody mentioned something really interesting the other day. When so many proponents of the LGBTQ movement talk about happiness, happy, 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 I want to be happy, I want to be happy, how many of them radiate happiness? Enjoy. Do they do they look happy? Does their countenance suggest that they are happy, that they are at peace, that they are content? See, I like the word contentment a lot better than happy because happy is just that. It's related to circumstances. It's related to happenstance. Contentment is a choice you make and you can attain it even if your circumstances are sideways or have gone south. Contentment is a choice. So 
how did this go over in the sports media? This courageous decision, exercise of freedom of speech by the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm, not well. ESPN. They have a program called Around the Horn where they put five commentators on and they kick an issue around and talk about an issue and whatever. Sarah Spain is a commentator on Around the Horn occasionally. And she said this about the Tampa Bay Rays players. That they are bigots. Bigots. Her comment. This is what ESPN, by the way, took the video down. They took the video down. They're not going to suspend her. They're not gonna, they shouldn't suspend her. She's entitled to her freedom of speech, too. But I'm glad she had the freedom to speak because it outs her own bigotry, accusing these players of bigotry. Here's what she said. This is what tends to happen when frivolous class isn't affected by things. That religious exemption BS is used in sports and otherwise, also allows for people to be denied health care, jobs, apartments, children, prescriptions, and all sorts of rights. Not true, by the way. Not true. We have to stop tiptoeing around it because we're trying to protect people who are trying to be bigoted from asking for them to be exempt from it when the very people that they are bigoted against are suffering the consequences. You say trying to be bigoted. So she's not particularly eloquent there. But what she's saying is that they are bigots for exercising their freedom of speech and their freedom to worship God in the way that they choose. That they are bigots. So this is all part and parcel of a very angry, very active, and very engaged movement to remove all the things of God from our culture. First and foremost, the thing that they would like to remove of God from our culture is personal accountability to God. The evidence that there is a God who evaluates everything we do. Dennis Prager yesterday uh, said he has a much different view of the afterlife than I do because unfortunately he believes it is performance-based, which it decidedly is not. But he said uh, he would make a T-shirt that said, God judges you. He does. I'm not sure I'd go with that much of a fear-based statement. So I mentioned I was listening to the gentleman who follows uh, the Bruce Hooley show here on 98.9 The Answer in Columbus, Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager is a very, very wise man. And he made a point yesterday that was, as often many wise points are, so obvious you whack yourself on the forehead and say, why didn't I think of that? And it makes perfect sense. He said if so many kids are so unhappy and are so suicidal, depressed, ridden with anxiety, studies show that people who live a faith-based life are content and can cope with life's bad breaks and betrayals. Why do mental health counselors, we're all concerned with mental health, right? Why do they not advocate for people to become more faithful? He said, you know, if a study came out from Harvard or Yale or Cornell that 
If you eat Brussels sprouts three times a week, you will have a much more joyous life. There'd be a run on Brussels sprouts, right? But there are some things people are willing to do, and there are some things people are unwilling to do. And surrender is one of the things people are not willing to do. Surrender their own will. Because this is the conflict. If you deem yourself the God of your life, that baby inside you, mm, very inconvenient. I'm going to have to take time off work, and then I'm going to have to raise the kid, and let's not even discuss changing diapers. Let's just get rid of it. Right? Or I'm really not happy as a woman, and I I like sports. Um, maybe I'm a man. I, I, I am a man. I'll say I'm a man. I'm a man. Therefore, I'm a man. You better call me he, him, or you are being hateful and bigoted. But Prager is right if the answer through every study shows that being more faithful makes you a more joyous person. That is the only way to get back to what our country was back when, and this has become one of my favorite phrases in the wake of Uvalde, back when these kinds of things didn't happen, right? That's what we heard after Uvalde. We heard it after Newtown. We heard it, we hear it a couple times a year. These, you know, when I was a kid, these kinds of things didn't happen. Well, you know, when you were a kid, if you broke the law, you suffered the consequences. You weren't allowed to steal $999.99 worth of stuff and walk out of a store. The kid in L.A. who rammed his car into a mom with her baby stroller, he got virtually no penalty at all. And George Gascon, the L.A. district attorney, said, well, I can't. I can't charge him with attempted murder because I can't prove that he was actually trying to hurt the woman. Did anyone so show George the video? <laughs> like there was a lot of room. was not a narrow alley. There was plenty of room there. Here's something my friend uh, Donald, the long haul trucker, sent me from the American Man, and it references the movie Fight Club. And it talks about how, for a long, long time, we felt like we didn't really have that great challenge that a lot of our ancestors faced. And we didn't have to win battles on the prairie. We didn't have to win World War I or II. We didn't have to weather the Great Depression. Then 9-11 happened, and we got our moment to see how we were going to bear up against it. And the story reads like this. To beat the enemy, men must strive to live productive, meaningful lives. Lives centered on duty to God, to country, and to family. That's not to say it'll be easy. Reality itself is under attack. Mm. Transgenderism is an attack on reality. You cannot decide who you are to conflict with your biology and what it proves you are, male or female. 
Reality itself is under attack, and the forces of distraction and despair keep developing more sophisticated strategies to undo us. Boy, is that true. More sophisticated strategies to undo us. It hit me today with some clarity, listening to some video provided by Chris Rufo of the Manhattan Institute from transgender activists. How linked, this story in the American Males, American Man says, the forces of distraction and despair keep developing more sophisticated strategies to undo us. I never realized until today how linked critical race theory and race hustling is to the transgender movement and the LGBTQ movement. Here is a transgender activist captured on email, by uh, not on email, on Zoom by Chris Rufo. Listen to where this person says transgenderism comes from, what it stems from, what is the most oppressive thing criticizing the transgender movement. For gender myself, it's been a constant, you know, struggle under colonialism, not to accept and affirm myself, but to find acceptance and affirmation and understanding outside of myself um, in a colonial society. Um, I grew up loving myself very much, loving what I saw in the mirror very much, very euphoric about my future and my final form very much. Um, It was colonial society that influenced me to... Colonial society. Sound like CRT? Here's another trans activist. Same topic. That process of creating men and women actually is the process of genocide. We would not have the two genders that we have if not for the massive genocidal project of eliminating and eradicating people who offer alternatives in our society. And so these are the facts that we need to uh, establish about the gender critique (laughs) that we have about the gender resistance and the legacy of gender resistance that we inherit. It is is, uh, just as much part of the resistance to colonialism and the resistance to enslavement and the resistance to capitalism as it is uh, the resistance to the gender binary, because all of those things are intimately connected. So the whole CRT movement, which is meant to ratchet up suspicion, hatred along racial lines, is deeply intertwined and connected to the transgender movement. You heard him say, the process of creating men and women is genocide? Genocide? Labeling people male and female is genocide. Wow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.